Welcome to Truth Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and today we will be taking a journey through the scriptures to learn more about the women in the Bible. I'm so glad to take this journey with you. Thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get started. And welcome back to another podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Queen of Sheba. Have you ever heard anybody call somebody, oh, she thinks she's the Queen Sheba? Well, this is what we're going to be talking about today. If you know anything about her, I mean, I just reading it. And so it's very interesting character, this Queen of Sheba. So basically, she was a pagan queen like Jezebel. She prized wisdom above power. She appears to have been intellectually gifted with a good head for business and diplomacy. Um, Her joy was that her quest for wisdom was rewarded beyond her expectations. Now, key scriptures for Queen of Sheba can be found in 1 Kings, um, excuse me, chapter 10, verse 1 through chapter 13. And then also found in Matthew chapter 12, verse 42. Now, this is her story. Sheba was a fragrant lamb, famous for its perfumes and spices. Located on the southwestern tip of Arabia, bordering the Red Sea. It traded uh, precious commodities like gold, frankincense, and myrrh to kingdoms in Africa, India, and the Mediterranean. Little wonder that passing caravans brought news of the wide world to Sheba's queen. Now, lately the queen had heard marvelous stories of Solomon the son of Bathsheba, and David, who is now Israel's third king. At his birth, a prophet had named him Beloved of the Lord. Some said he was the wisest man alive. Now they're talking about David when they're talking about Beloved of the Lord. Okay, now it says that the queen smiled as she recalled the tale of the two prostitutes. Both had claimed to be the mother to the Uh, same infant now how could the king possibly know who was telling the truth and who and who was lying but solomon merely ordered the baby cut in half to be divided equally between the two women he knew the real mother would relinquish her rights rather than let her child perish indeed the king's cleverness had quickly revealed the truth reuniting the broken um broken hearted mother and her child now the queen had also heard of the fabulous temple of the place solomon had built in jerusalem such a ruler she realized would have little trouble controlling the international trade routes uh, crisscrossing his kingdom now through jerusalem lay 1500 miles to the north The queen was determined to see for herself whether Solomon measured up to even half the tales that were told of him. Hoping to establish a trade agreement with Israel, she assembled a caravan of camels and loaded them with precious spices, gems, and and four and a half tons of gold. Now, her her entrance into Jerusalem would have created an unforgettable spectacle. Adding to Solomon's growing fame, day after day, the queen pounded 
Solomon with hard questions, but nothing was too difficult for the king to explain. Overthought, the queen explained, The report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true, but I did not believe those things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told to me. In wisdom and in wealth, you have far exceeded the report I've heard. How, how happy your men must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God, who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Now, because of the Lord's internal love for Israel, he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness. Then the queen gave Solomon all the golden spices she had brought with her, perhaps foreshadowing the Maggie's gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the Christ child nearly a thousand years later. In fact, Jesus himself referred to the queen of Sheba when he replied to the Pharisees who had demanded from him a miraculous sign. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now one greater than Solomon is here. That can be found in Matthew 12, verse 42. Now, though the ruler of, pagan, of a pagan nation, the queen of Sheba, was so drawn to the wisdom of God that she made a difficult and dangerous journey, traveling 3,000 miles round trip in order to meet the world's wisest man. Isn't that such a great story to hear how she traveled just to get some wisdom and to meet somebody? Like, have you ever done that yourself? Like, oh, wow, I want to really meet somebody. They're really wise. Like, you know, maybe you've gone to a conference because, hey, Havala Connington is going to be in town and you think she's the wisest person that you've ever met and then you meet her and you meet, like for me, I've met her before and she's like the most down-to-earth person ever. So, like, it meets your expectations as to what you see. Um, but then there's some times that we can meet somebody and what... What you've seen of them may not be exactly who they really are, right? Facade, um, fake, phony, stuff like that. So in this instance, she's saying like, wow, you really live up to what I heard of you. Um, so now I want to read about her promise. Now, the queen of Sheba was a wealthy and influential ruler whose nation dominated commercial trading in the Middle East at that time. Now, she must have had a certain measure of wisdom or at least intelligence to rule such a country. Now, still, she had questions, many of them, and she sought out the region's famed King Solomon. Now, depending on his wisdom for answers, Solomon didn't disappoint her. She went away pretty much satisfied. Do you have any questions that need answers, questions about yourself? about things that have happened in your life, about the will of God? What about God's love for you? If you do, 
go to the source of all wisdom, God himself, and ask him for the answers. When you diligently seek him, he doesn't always give a clear answer, answers, but, but he will give you peace. And you will always go away satisfied with his promises. Now, the one promise that I do like in scripture can be found in Psalms chapter 63, verse 1 and 8. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Now, when we seek him, we can most definitely see that he he will uphold us, especially when we cling to him, when we hold on tight to him, his promises, basically his word. You know, we hold steadfast to those things that are written that that help us, that encourage us, that motivate us, that keep us going. And that's the promise that he has. He will uphold us as long as we are continually seeking him. Now, I want to offer thanks to God um, for God's wisdom working through others. And I want to praise God for his generosity. Now, I also want to confess any tendency to try too much in our own wisdom without seeking godly counsel. And then let's ask God to pour out wisdom on leaders in the church and in the government so that his ways are honored in your family, community, and nation. And that's a really good thing to be asking right now with the pandemic, with all these things um, that are coming up with voting. And we are in September uh, 2020. So this right here alone, a prayer, to something to ask God about pouring out wisdom to our leaders, not only in our church, our work, but also the leaders of government, okay? And then, um, and then you know, that they also know the ways that would honor him, the way that the ways that would honor God. What are the ways that would honor God, Lord, that they that they, the leaders, need to know help them, you know? Um, so that's something amazing that we can pray for, especially in this season and time. So I just want to leave you with that. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pray us out. Thank you for joining us, of course. It is always a pleasure to be here. So, Lord Jesus. Everything I've heard about you is true, but I don't believe it until you showed yourself to me. Then I realized I hadn't been told the half of it. Your wisdom, mercy, power, and kindness exceed everything I've ever heard. How happy are the women who belong to you. I praise the Father for delighting in you and placing you above everything and everyone. Because of the Lord's eternal love, he has made you our king. So Lord, I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And we just love you, Father. Amen. Well, again, thank you for joining me on another podcast, the Women's Bible Study. And it is this one-year devotional study of women in scripture. Have a good evening. Join us next week. If you'd like to connect with us, look for us on Facebook group. We are Daughters of the King. Mm-hmm.